0: This is the best, 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 best practices in education, an Odyssey School podcast. Let's fly away in a cloud. We'll go down to Odyssey. We'll learn some cool new things and new opportunities. Cause Odyssey is made of magic, made of magic.
1: This podcast aims to offer professional resources, practical tools, and inspiring conversations to teachers and parents in their quest for excellent education. Welcome to Best Practices, an Odyssey School podcast. My name is Corey Adams and I'll be your host. Today we are joined by Odyssey Kindergarten teacher Shirley Rotolo. Shirley has been teaching for the last 18 years and has been part of the Odyssey community for 10. Shirley has several degrees in early education and is a graduate of Western Carolina University. She's been involved in diversity programs such as Building Bridges and Cultural Competence Awareness and has also taken the Young Hispanic Dual Language Learners Achievement class. Shirley, welcome back to the show.
0: Hi, Corey. thank you.
1: So tell us, what is your best practice about today?
0: Well, my best practice is about teaching comprehension in the kindergarten class. And I chose this topic because I wanted to make sure that my students were being supported when it comes to the comprehension skills needed to move forward to the next grade.
1: And we're talking reading comprehension, yeah? Yes,
0: we're talking about reading comprehension. So
1: tell us um, why it's so important, especially for your students as a kindergarten teacher.
0: Well, in doing some research, I found that um, students are s- struggling with comprehension in all the grades. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like it was important since um, academics really start in the, um, kindergarten that my students are able to know the skills needed in order to, to learn about comprehension, to break it down, and also to support them as they go through all the grades. It
1: mm-hmm. sounds like you've been doing some digging. So tell us what kind of research... Have you found?
0: Well, I found out that comprehension is crucial, and we all we all know that it's crucial because it helps students develop higher levels of focus and concentration. Mm. It also supports readers in terms of sorting different topics in their own minds. I also found out through my research that um, cognitive scientists that have studied comprehension have found that mastering comprehension skill does not mean that students can actually apply them to what they are reading. What they're finding that's really important is that background knowledge is important in order to help kids comprehend what they're reading or even when being read out loud to. It's important to bring background knowledge and ask questions about their experience in order to support what they're learning about reading or just when they're reading themselves.
1: What does that mean? Can you give me an example?
0: For example, let's say that I'm reading a book about um, the first day of school Mm -hmm. and how a child might be experiencing a first day of school. So backward knowledge means that I'll go back to my students and ask them, hey, I want you to think about how your first day of school went and how it felt and what you were thinking and what were you hoping to happen. And um, if you enjoy the first day of school, so I'll ask them questions like that to help them connect to the story I'm about to read about another child's first day of school.
1: That's so interesting. So we make it relevant. What I hear you doing is making the information they're learning relevant to their
0: own lives. Exactly. So what I found out is that often as educators, we sometimes treat comprehension as a set of skills but research has shown that understanding the texts we're reading mostly depend on background knowledge of the topic. Mm-hmm. And how
1: does that what does it look like in the classroom or maybe a better question is what are some ways you teach comprehension skills to your students?
0: Well, in my classroom I do something called a story pyramid. And the story pyramid is a method of and well it's an activity. That is arranged in the shape of a triangle or a pyramid. What happens is that in the story pyramid, I record the information students have gathered from a read out loud or from their own reading, mm-hmm. and this might, and then, and I break it down for them. I write it down in the story pyramid. This might include plots or important events or, or just about the character, or what the character was feeling. And um, and that's one of my methods. Another method I use is called mapping and webbing. Mm -hmm. And this is a method I I use to break down what my students are learning and also comprehending. And another word again for it is mapping. So mapping helps students organize what what they have learned. And it also supports our future discussions that we're having about what we're reading or what we're learning about the story.
1: Can you tell me a little bit about what a map might look like for a given book?
0: Okay, so let's say I'm reading the name jar. Mm-hmm. So I will have my story pyramid out. And the, the the story pyramid will include what is the name of the character? Mm-hmm. What was the first thing that happened in the story? What was the second part of the story? What was the, the ending of the story? Or what was imp- important? Connect, that was connected to the story. For example, what was the plot or what was the um, setting of the story? Mm-hmm. So we break it down together and then we have discussion around the story. So that's what it would look like. Cool. So another method I use is called imagery. Imagery is when we ask the students to make pictures in their heads. Imagery helps improve comprehension because students are creating mental pictures of the reading. I use this method a lot when I read poetry. So for example... Um, last week, we read a poem about the fall, so I had my students close their eyes and make a picture in the head of what would fall look like. What would they see? Would they see falling trees or different colored leaves? Or would they see pumpkins outside of people's porches? They went into their imagination and it made the picture of what they would see during fall season.
1: So what I'm hearing is when it comes to reading comprehension, there are a few different strategies that you're layering over time. And I'm wondering for other kindergarten teachers, if you could tell us in your classroom, are you doing each of those strategies as you move through different books? So there's repetition that's happening.
0: Yes, I do different methods. And as we move through different books, and again, Mm -hmm. some of it might include the um, picture pyramid, or mm-hmm. the um, mapping and webbing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or the imagery mm-hmm. method, and um, and it depends what I'm reading exactly. Sure. But I what the end goal is that I'm breaking down all the different steps for them, and also the most important thing, as mentioned before, is the background knowledge. I want them to connect their experiences with what I'm reading because I'm also finding out that when we do connect their experience with what I'm reading they're more interested in in the book and what's happening Mm -hmm. and the characters and the plot so they I feel like they're enjoying the book more because they're able to to think about their own experience and how it's connected to the reading.
1: It's such a good lesson anecdotally in regard to how we all learn and how you know At least for me in my childhood, there was so much emphasis on objective knowledge Mm -hmm. kind of being delivered to you. And it's really powerful to hear, especially for those emergent readers, that the more students feel connected and are engaging with their whole being, the better that they learn reading comprehension. I love, love, love the implications of that.
0: Yeah, that's something that I feel like as teachers, and that goes across to grades, we can definitely spend more time just breaking all the different steps for the students mm-hmm. again background knowledge is so important mm-hmm. so having them connect their life experience to whatever we're te- we're reading you, you, it might be about reading a book about the beach or reading a, a book about a a, student, a child going for a walk
1: mm-hmm. in the forest
0: with, with her family so getting them to draw out information of w- how what they've done t- to connect to that story just makes them really think about and comprehend what we're reading. I love it. So to close out today,
1: I'd love for you to tell us some of the resources that we could recommend to teachers who are interested in in using these strategies in the classroom.
0: Well, two books that I found were very helpful and um, where I got these different methods also was a book called Literacy Strategies, and it's by Terry Norton. And another book that I thought was really great—that um, book was recommended recommended to me—is called *Comprehension Connections*, and by and that's by Stephanie Harvey.
1: Shirley, I have loved having you here with us. Thank you so much for joining us in the studio today. Oh, uh, thank you, Corey. This has been *Best Practices in Education*, an Odyssey School podcast. It was recorded here in our music studio in Asheville, North Carolina, at Odyssey School engineered by our music director River gergarian and the original theme music was created by the misfits of Cragberry an Odyssey student band let's fly
0: away in a cloud.